Hey, today on the Church Helper Podcast, we're going to dive deeper into what it takes to be a worship leader in a church by looking at some of the parts of the job that everybody might not know about, but definitely should. So if you're a church staff member or an elder, and you'd like to share a more common language between your groups so that you can work well together as a team, then stick around because the Church Helper Podcast starts right now. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of the Church Helper Podcast. Our mission here at Church Helper is to help churches make every decision on purpose. My name is Mike, and I'm excited to help you and your church staff and elders get on the same page today with the second episode of our series, Getting to Know Your Staff. So if you're a church staff member, now is the time to connect an elder with this content and to sign up for our weekly emails because this is gonna help your relationship out a lot. And if you're an elder, make sure you forward this to the rest of your team so you're all speaking the same language. And just so that we're all speaking the same language, every church calls this role something different. It could be a worship director, a worship pastor, a choir director, a music director, or something else. So today I'm just gonna use the term worship leader. And with that, number one, Sunday morning service is a small part of the job. Now this might sound a little strange at first, but of course when we look at it, it makes a ton of sense. Most people's experience of worship leaders is seeing them on a Sunday morning playing an instrument, singing a song, giving an insightful word about some lyrics, or praying over the congregation. And when that's all you see, it makes sense to think that that's the biggest part of their job. But if you ask most worship leaders, you'll find out it's a little different. Church Helper reached out to some worship leaders to ask two questions. Uh, We asked about the misconceptions of their jobs and what they wish their elders knew about their day-to-day job. And here are some of the quotes that we got back. Here's the first one. The congregation believes that I just pick the songs or I'm only a singer. They don't understand the magnitude of my job or what goes on behind the scenes. And here's another worship slash front of house slash tech and live stream is so much more than what you see on Sunday mornings. The 20 minute worship set is the tip of the iceberg. Prep, rehearsal, projection, live stream setup. Take 10 times to 15 times more time than what you see. And that's just a standard weekly service prep. Finally, in one extensive list, we pretty much sum up the whole job with this worship leader that reached out and said, they, meaning elders, don't understand all that goes on behind the scenes. Planning, scheduling, communicating, learning, arranging, rehearsing, etc. Then there's all the stuff that's not in the job description. Praying, studying, counseling, meeting, helping, teaching, sharing, inspecting, organizing, assisting, cleaning, moving, finding, calling, emailing, texting, attending, etc. I love this list because it's all so true. If you talk to the average worship leader, you'll find that a four to five minute song on a Sunday can take hours to prep. From getting the arrangements right, to working through keys, teaching people the parts, getting all the technology to play nice, it's a lot of work. So how can you help? Well, as you can see, usually the thing that a worship leader needs the most is a little bit more time. So I would suggest starting a conversation with them to see what areas they might need a little extra help in and if you can find a way to give them a few more hours to get the job done 
well. And make sure that if you're ever hiring a worship leader again, you take into account the time they'll need to do every area of their job well, not just the stuff you see on stage. Number two, music selection is terrifying. We'll start this section with a couple of quotes from leaders who reached out to us through our survey. The first says, more so than any other position, worship pastors live in the tension of diverse feedback from a congregation. This next one states, I cannot fulfill or please everyone's whims or opinions on what should be done. And finally, one worship leader said, many people think that my job is primarily meant to foster aesthetic experiences. Well, stop me if you've heard this before, but music continues to be one of the more polarizing topics when it comes to churches. And why is that? Well, there's a few reasons, but the big one is this. Music is an art, and everybody has different tastes and opinions when it comes to the arts. And I can tell you from my own experience as a person who used to regularly lead worship at his church, that music selection really can be quite stressful, especially when introducing something new. But before we get into why, I don't want you to get me wrong. I don't want to go too negative. Music selection is also a lot of, a lot of fun and, and pretty exciting. It's a neat moment as a worship leader when you can hear a song that you know the team can play, the theology is good, the message is solid, it sounds good, and you think the church is going to react well. But it's also terrifying because then the doubts creep in. Will people like it? Will they catch on? Can they sing it? Should I change the arrangement? And what will people think of the words? Honestly, there just isn't another area of the church that's so often and quickly scrutinized by the average attendee than music. And because your worship leader feels that it's their calling to lead people closer to Jesus, when people tell them that it's not going well, it takes an emotional toll on them because they take their role and their responsibility seriously when trying to draw people to Jesus without much distraction. So what can you do to help them other than saying, how are things going? You can make sure that you encourage them often. Try to remember that even when you don't like the music, your role as an elder is to encourage and support this member of your team who is doing their best to bring people into God's presence every week. And even when you don't like a song, which is absolutely going to happen, you can say things like, that song went really well, the execution was good, the slides looked good, the, the members of your team, their voices were great. Worship leaders don't have to go far to find criticism when they have song selection. So make sure that they don't need to go too far to find encouragement either. Number three, most worship leaders trained in music, not technology. Now this has evolved more in the last 10 years or so and was really accelerated in 2020 and 2021 with so many people needing to stay home because of the coronavirus. So many worship leaders are hired primarily for their music skills, which makes a ton of sense because if you're going to have somebody standing in the front of the stage singing and arranging songs every week, they should probably be highly skilled in the area of music. Often churches even put this on the job description. They're looking for somebody who has a degree in music or extensive musical training, or they bring people in for auditions. But something that's been evolving more and more and is now really at the point of requiring a different skill set entirely is the level of technology that a worship leader needs to understand. And honestly, it's starting to get a little bit overwhelming, even for people who enjoy dabbling in technology in something new. Here's a quick example. Many churches are starting to use live streaming as a more primary part of their Sunday morning services. And in many cases, this is falling in the laps of worship leaders. 
And this makes sense because this is their ministry area, but it doesn't make sense because it's not really what they've trained to do. And when I'm talking about technology, I'm not saying stuff like sending an email or running an iPad. Those systems that they're setting up in churches, even the simple ones, require a lot of work. And that in itself isn't so bad until you realize you need to learn an entire new language just to set this stuff up. Streams, encoders, switchers, camera settings, a different online mix and in-house mix, and all of a sudden you're a music leader and an IT specialist and a photographer and a sound engineer and a TV producer. And in some cases, your church might not have a choice. You might not have the bodies, so your worship leader just has to take it on. And I get that, so here's how you can help. When you're budgeting for new equipment or assigning a worship leader a new job outside of their wheelhouse, give them the support they need to learn a new skill. In many cases, this is gonna be you freeing up time and money for them to take a course, but this could also mean hiring somebody on a contract to come in and do initial setups and do some training. Now, I get that most churches aren't gonna hire somebody to manage just the technology, but make sure you put room in the budget so that the people that need to know that stuff have the opportunity to learn it and do their job well. And look, I'm not the guy to help in this area. I'm pretty good with my iPhone camera and an analog soundboard, but as soon as a camera has more than three buttons and a soundboard has backlit sliders, I'm running for the hills. So if your church requires some training in this area, I would suggest checking out this guy named Jake Goslin, who runs a YouTube channel called Churchfront. He's got an enormous amount of free content and uh, he's got an excellent course covering everything that you could possibly ever think to know in this area. And just so you know, uh, I don't actually know Jake. He doesn't know I'm suggesting this. I just think the course is really good. I've seen it. So I'll leave the link for the YouTube channel in the description below. Hey, and that's it. Three things you should know about your worship leader. Hopefully today's podcast helped you better understand your worship leader and some of the things they're going through on a week to week basis. Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast and our YouTube channel. And if you think somebody needs to hear this content, but they're not really a podcaster or a YouTuber, we've got you covered. Go to our website, churchhelper.ca slash podcast to print out a full transcript of today's episode. Make sure you go back and check out our last episode on getting to know your children's ministry leader and stay tuned for more ways to build better relationships between your staff team and your elders teams. If you've ever got any questions, please reach out to us through email hello at churchhelper.ca or go to our website and find us at the Get Help Today tab. Thanks for taking a few minutes to help your church make every decision on purpose. I'm Mike and I'll talk to you again really soon.